today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The second round ended with some Game 7 chaos. How did we do on our round two picks, and who will we pick in the conference finals? Find out on today's Locked On SoCal Hockey, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yes, that's what I'm calling this colorful collaboration between the two hosts of the two best hockey teams in California. Yes, I'm including the entire state of California in that state mint, and not just SoCal. See what I did there? Boo. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. What? What are you? Why are you wooing? It was beautiful. It was. It was a terrible pun. I loved it. Ah, oh, thanks. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm your hockey honcho, Jason J D Hernandez, and look who's here once again. It's our favorite rival. It's one of the stars of Locked On NHL, and it's the creator of Line to the Throne. It's Sarah Avampado. How are you doing? I I. I'm so sad. <laughs> Why? I'm so sad. I'm just thinking about our beautiful, beautiful picks and uh, how how they went. How wrong we were. We got one out of four right. Um, I've talked about the Boston versus... Oh, who did they play? Tampa series. I talked about that one already. That went well. Oh, well. <laughs> That's there's, one way to put it. There's three other series that happened over the weekend, over the course of Friday and Saturday. And since neither of us have had a show over the weekend, I guess we should talk about all three series first, right? Ugh, just reliving the sadness over and over again. All right, we'll, we'll go quickly through it then. So we <laughs> had some Game 7 madness on Friday and Saturday. Let's start with, the, well, first off, I should point this out. Um, We typically do our picks before everything happens. And as you could probably tell, the picks could have been better, I guess, right? Yeah, this is how you can... Yeah, I mean, they weren't 100% wrong. Right, but this is how you can tell that we're doing this on the fly. Is there a better way to put that, Sarah? I mean, we're, we're, we're not cheating. Let's put it that way. We're not like waiting until a series is half over to be like, ah, yes, the, the stars are clearly going to have like, no, like we, th- this is like, this is real guys. This is legit. Like there's no podcast CGI happening here. Like we made picks and they were awful and I stand by them. <laughs> See, we keep them as honest as possible and based on our previous predictions, as I've said before, you'll you'll tell that we're definitely not cheating. I mean, we were sweating some big bullets, and no three-one leads were blown after all that. After all of that, they may as well have ended in five. So much stress. Yeah, they so gave much us stress for everybody. They gave us hope. Vancouver gave us hope. Yeah, let's talk about the Vancouver game first because why the hell not, right? Oh, it made me so sad. I had hope. Yeah. So the Canucks and the Golden Knights. Both teams looked exhausted as they were playing in a back-to-back situation in the Edmonton bubble. The Canucks had shut out Vegas for nothing in game 6 behind the strength of a Thatcher Demko 48 save shutout. However, it would be the Canucks that got shut out in the deciding game. Both teams were at a no-score stalemate after two periods. However, Vegas had the ice tilted in their direction as they outshot Vancouver 21-6 after 40 minutes. 
Is, is that right? You heard me right. I, it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 21-6. Finally, with 6.08 left in regulation and Vegas on the power play, Shea Theodore drilled a seen eye shot from the point right under the crossbar in the left corner. And that put Vegas ahead one nothing. Riley Smith worked hard to win that key faceoff, and he executed the perfect pass right near the blue line to a waiting Theodore. The shot itself went through a couple screens and it was right in the corner. After that, the Canucks tried to score with the goalie Demko pulled, uh, but that strategy didn't work. Both times. After two empty net goals, that was all she wrote. Alex Tuck and Paul Stastny got the empty netters, and the final score was 3-zip to send Vegas to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, By the way, Let's, Sarah, let's give some huge props to Thatcher Demko. The SoCal kid showed up big time during the past three games. And I'm going to throw some stats at you. You ready for this, Sarah? I, I, I'm holding on to my hat. All right, here's some fun stats. He had approximately 120 consecutive minutes of shutout hockey. But Vegas finally got to him late in the third. Here are some other stats. In four games, three starts, he allowed only two goals over 130 shots. One of those was the power play goal in Game 7. The other was also Shea Theodore in Game 5. If it wasn't for Shea, Demko would have probably had a perfect save percentage. Let's face it. He went 2-1 with a sterling 985 save percentage and a minuscule 0.65 goals against. Oh, but it gets better. Furthermore, in even strength play, he saved 103 out of 104 shots. That's a 990 save percentage. Sarah, 990. 990. It's, it's just unheard of. I it's know. unreal. I know. And I know that Brad Richardson to my Sean O'Donnell has plenty more to say about Thatcher Demko. <laughs> so, I'll, mean... so I'll let you talk for a bit. In fact... Um, you also mentioned something to me about his youth playing days. So I'll let you talk for a while now. <laughs> yep, he is a SoCal boy, like you said, uh, born in San Diego, I believe. And then he played for the Los Angeles Junior Kings before he, uh, you know, aged out of that and went on to the USHL and all that other stuff. Um, but like he he's someone who, if you watched him in the AHL, if you watched him in college, like you you knew he was capable of this like you know like he's a good goalie he just has been kind of lost in Vancouver's system because of all of the other people they've had in that position mm-hmm. uh, that have been kind of blocking his way and like he he's just fantastic i've i've seen people basically kind of saying you know people who are like goalie analysts and stuff saying like he's kind of like the future of the position like he's big he's athletic like he he kind of checks off all of your your boxes of what you want to see in a goaltender and just he dragged that team to that game 7 just absolutely unbelievable um and it was just so sad that like they couldn't they couldn't do it for him and i you know i don't think that anyone even thought that that series was going to go to seven games anyway i figure you know everyone was just like vegas is obviously going to win this so i i love that vancouver made it hard for him or, or i love that vegas made it no wait 
<laughs> I love I love that Vancouver made it hard for Vegas. I'm leaving all this in by the way. That series. Awesome. <laughs> I, I like I just love that it wasn't like Vegas in four. Yeah. You know, that it was actually a challenge. And then not thinking about Shea, or not thinking about uh, Thatcher Demko, but another guy you mentioned, Shea Theodore, as a Ducks person, does it cause you physical pain to watch him in these games knowing that uh, he was and probably should still be a Duck had they not made different choices during the expansion draft? Thanks for bringing that pain back. So You're welcome. Okay, I didn't expect that question. The fact that you have to choose between the Vegas Golden Knights and Shea Theodore and the Dallas Stars and Corey Perry. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know Kings fans everywhere are just incensed at the fact that they have to pick one or the other. And this is peak 2020. And a lot of my Kings friends are selecting Dallas because the Vegas Golden Knights are the greater of the two evils. The greater of the two evils. The fact that the Ducks could have still had Shea Theodore, I mean, they could have made they, they made some bad decisions somewhere along the way. There's so many great players that have come and gone from the Ducks. Not to say they're that poor. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> look, the Ducks were one of the seven teams, only seven teams that didn't make it. And if they had made better choices, they would not be in the position they are now. However, I mean, they are still an up-and-coming team, but man, watching Shea Theodore get that Game 7 goal, there's a small part where it's like, man, he could still be in Anaheim doing the same thing. Yeah. What the hell? Oh, man. It's just, there's so much pain on that Vegas team. There's so much pain. No kidding. Uh, We need to head to a break, and we will talk about the other two series before getting to our predictions. But guess what? We're going to talk about Built Bar. They are back. And ironically, it is 100 and something degrees. It is still 101 degrees as we're recording this right after the Islanders game. Yeah, it's sweltering down here. So I'm drinking some Built Boost. Gotta love that pina colada flavor. So not only is Built Bar back with several new flavors, including the one you mentioned, Cookies and Cream... There's also some new I'm so flavors. excited about it. <laughs> You're so excited. Oh, I can't I can't sing. Copyright. <laughs> We're not allowed, right? We, we, just just imagine the song in your head. Imagine in your head as you drink the Built Boost. Exactly. But there's some new flavors of Built Boost. Can I tell you all about them? Yes, please. So there's some new flavors. Tropical Twist, Smooth Operator, Cloud Nine, Cool Breeze. This one I want to try, Root Beer Float. They have a Root Beer Float Built Boost flavor, which is their new water enhancers. We haven't talked about the Built Boost enough on this network, so I figure I would be the guy that does it because I'm in 115 degree weather. So I have to talk about that. So if you want to try out the new flavors of Built Boost, head over to BuiltBar.com. And what is the promo code, Sarah? It is promo code locked on. And what does that get you? It gets you, get this, $10 off your next order. <gasps> oh my goodness, $10 off. Are you kidding? $10 a free built boost. Exactly, 10 bucks a free built boost. And in Southern California, y'all need that. 
y'all need that big time. So once again, BuiltBar.com, enter promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. And also Built Boost, some delicious drink enhancers. Woo! Yeah, Sarah C., you're not here this weekend. If you were here right now, you would be sweltering with the rest of us. It is... I'm not even kidding. Over the weekend, over 110 degrees in L.A. That's. I mean, I would just be drinking Built Boost the whole time. What do you think I'm doing right now? So I'm going to take a break, <laughs> have some more Built Boost, and we'll be back after the first intermission. Stay locked in, folks. Oh, welcome back to Locked On SoCal Hockey, as we're calling this, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm going to let you talk while I take a drink. Joining me is Sarah Avampato. Howdy. I'm glad to be here talking about the uh, trio of Game 7s that we got to witness over the weekend and uh, how all of them, I don't know, I, I, I can't say they all disappointed me, but I definitely was deeply unsatisfied with the results uh you know what is satisfying finishing off that is bottle. it the built boost it's the built boost finishing off that bottle of built boost <laughs> folks i i kid you not when i say it is that hot i'm updating my phone as we speak just temperature wise currently it is oh you've got to be kidding me it was 111 <laughs> two hours ago it's currently 103 no. <laughs> No. It's 103. No, that's terrible. No, Do you want to know what it is here? Uh, um, <laughs> sure. It, it's, 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 according to my phone, a very nice 69 degrees. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I, I'm not joking. I can send you the screen, screenshot if you don't believe me. <laughs> I don't believe you, as a matter of fact. And I'm going to get a screenshot, so I'm going to be <laughs> laughing in the middle of this segment. <laughs> And in fact, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to I'm sending her a screenshot of how hot it got <laughs> here earlier today. It got to the point where it was, I kid you not, and I'm going to send this to Sarah so she can see how hot it got here today. It was in the triple digits. This is not a joke, folks. No, that's terrible. It was 109. <laughs> she just got it. You just got it. Yes, I got it. Yeah, that's terrible. 119 degrees. 50 degrees cooler. Like, where Sarah's at. I, that I, should not even be a real thing. That should not even be real. I hate that. I, I hate that you're in 69 degree weather right now. So while I make plans to visit Sarah, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the other Game 7s that took place. And this is already going to go long. I know it. All right. So um, what other Game 7 was there? Oh, there was Colorado. And there was Dallas. That one was a fun Game 7 to watch. Because it was at least close. Right? Yeah, it was close. It went to overtime. And, like, there were so many, like, lead changes. And, you know, one team scores and the other team scores right after it. Like, that game was just... <laughs> Especially because, especially in that series, like, I didn't really care who won. Um, like, e either way, like, I was kind of like, well, whatever. Um, 
So I like double didn't care about the outcome. So it was really fun just to sit back and watch and like just experience it as it happened. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you listened to the finish call of that game, apparently, because that guy. Oh, yes. Excited. Yes. I love it. Um, Jumping ahead to the third period here. Colorado had a three to two lead. Then Dallas got a power play goal from Alexander Radulov to make it 3-3. Then Vladislav Nemesnikov scored his second of the game to make it 4-3. The Colorado announcers, they were astonished. And that was from the Altitude Sports Network. They were having they were having a cow. And then 10 seconds later, about a minute and a half of real time, Joel Kivaranta scored the game-tying goal. Ten seconds later, it was literally off the face-off. Colorado collapsed, and it was tied 4-4, to just like that. Like... Unbelievable. What did you make of that entire sequence? I mean, it, it was just... Like, that is... That's the kind of sequence I want to see in, like, my conference finals of just this, like, totally wild play. Um, and, and, you know, the fact that that was the second goal of the game for Kivaranta and it was the game that was the goal that tied the game. Like, and he's someone who barely played at all in the NHL in the regular season and, you know, had been a healthy scratch through most of these playoffs. And to, to see this rookie come in and and just win the game for that for that team. It was, it was just so fun. I was like, ah, yes, this is fun hockey. Like, I'm not annoyed or stressed out or bored. Like, this is this is exciting. I'll admit I wasn't bored either. I was drawn in big time because I had the radio broadcast on <laughs> during the game. Because I, <laughs> I mean, okay, Kenny Albert does a fantastic job on NBC. But because of all the stuff from earlier in the playoffs, I began to get used to listening to the local radio guys. And it's been fun. Hearing the sheer joy from Altitude and then the utter disappointment afterwards, I couldn't help but just laugh a little bit. And, yeah, that's what and we the, miss with the text, like, the text not having that, local broadcasts. The text that you sent me said it all. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, it was just totally bonkers. Like, I felt bad for fans of both teams because, like, just, just so stressful. Like, I was stressed out and it wasn't even my teams and I didn't even care about the outcome. Like, I can't imagine being a Stars fan or an Avs fan and watching that. This was a series that I think could have gone nine games and we would have enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. We would have legitimately enjoyed seeing more of this particular series because there were so <laughs> many storylines throughout. Uh, by the way, I'm going to throw a bone here since Locked on Kings is here. Michael Hutchinson, 30 years old, <laughs> former Ontario Reign legend. He showed up big time, didn't he? He was just unbelievable. Like, he, I, like, I, I'm really curious to see if this, like, resurrects his career because he's basically like the third string guy um i had seen him a handful of times when he played for the jets uh when they came through chicago and i felt like every time i saw him he just like completely like stonewalled them and you know won the game for for the jets and so i I feel like it's no surprise that he was able to you know turn it on but he's been mediocre for so long that 
I, I think that everyone was a little surprised, but I mean, that's a real interesting storyline. Just, just him in general coming up huge for the avalanche. Like he's, he's why they got there yeah. in the first place after their first and second goalies both got hurt. Since I have a lot of friends that are rain fans, um, I started seeing pictures like old school pictures. So back in the ECHL days, the Ontario rain used to have these uh, player meet and greets at what used to be called Boston's off of 4th and Millican. It's now called 4th and Mill, and it's gone downhill. I hope they're not listening, and if they are, sorry. So, but yeah. it used to be called Boston's. So there would be these player meet and greets, and you would just meet all kinds of players. Now, obviously, because I was working on the ECHL, I couldn't necessarily meet all the players. Um, there was a couple of exceptions, and both of them happened to be goalies for the rain because they were going to leave quickly. Because we knew they were going to go on to bigger and better things. Darcy Kemper. A lot of people remember meeting Darcy Kemper and him being such a nice guy. And Michael Hutchinson. He was a young kid back then. He was just kind of one of those somewhat shy, didn't talk a whole, to a whole lot of people. Because he was still young. He's still in the ECHL. And trying to make his way. But I just heard nothing but great memories over the past few days. Of some of these goalies stepping up big. That are Ontario Reign alumni. So I always think it's really cool to hear stuff like that, don't you? I do. And, like, I, I love a good story. I love a good, you know, backstory of, you know, guy who grinded his way to get to where he is. And, you know, any anything that lets those guys experience the the thrill of NHL playoff hockey and, you know, get get a little bit of their, their moment in the sun is, is just real fun. And... Of course, the added bonus of them having been Rain alumni yeah, makes it even more sweet. <laughs> so he played for a plethora of minor league teams over his career. Like I said, he's 30 years old and finally coming into his own and good for him. I can think of at least six or seven minor league hockey teams that he played for in the past. And there's been a lot of them. I'm going to go over just some of them right now and then we'll go on to the other series because... We'll go through that one quickly. So he's played for the Barry Colts in juniors. He played for the Providence Bruins. Guess who one of his teammates was with the P Bruins? It was what's his face? Yep, from the, the other Dallas goalie. Stars. Yep, the Kudobin <laughs> Wall. Kudobin and Hutchinson were teammates for the P Bruins. He was also on the Reading Royals. He was also with the St. John's Ice Caps. And, oh, by the way, played for the Ontario Reign in 2013-2014. He had a 921 save percentage there as well. And a, about a 208 goals against... That 208 goals against in the ECHL is pretty damn good. I mean, that's that's got to be, like... I mean, every ECHL, ga- ECHL game I see, like, the score is, like... Six to four at the end. Exactly. So, yeah. He also played for the Thunderbirds, the Manitoba Moose, and the Toronto Marlies. Who doesn't love the Marlies? Anyone who plays them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know who doesn't love the Marlies? <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because the Toronto um, Maple Leafs lost. I'm going to I'm gonna channel my uh, inner <laughs> dangle here. But they hate him because the Toronto Maple Leafs lost to a 42-year-old... Zamboni driver who works for your minor league. Anyway, <laughs> they know the story. Yeah. <laughs> 
we've had two intermissions and now we're in the third period of this very podcast so let's talk for a hot minute literally about the islanders and the flyers game seven that was on nbc it was kind of a dud wasn't it it was really boring and like all i i just i just hope someone gave carter hart a hug because they gave his team much like they gave him nothing like and i felt like i was watching vegas and the canucks all over again of just a goalie putting on a great performance and the team in front of him just having no clue what to do with the puck or not being able to break through i mean i don't want to take anything away from vegas and the islanders like their defense both of those teams was fantastic um but just like I just felt so bad, like I just wanted someone to give him a hug because he tried so hard, and in the end, it didn't really matter because <laughs> his team just totally failed him. And I mean, congratulations to the Islanders who haven't been to the conference final since what, like ninety two, ninety three, I think something. 93 yeah. like so that's cool and i have a bunch of friends who are islanders fans who are really excited yep, so um you know meanwhile flyers twitter is eating itself i think and whatever yeah. like <laughs> yeah mayfield got a goal andy green got the second goal on a nice cross ice pass very nice cross ice pass from Derek brassard then brock nelson scored then anthony beauvillier did it again his eighth of the postseason, he's been on a tear this postseason. I mean, he has been fun to watch. And just to quickly go over the Islanders, because we're going to talk about them more as we get into our predictions. Uh, one of my un- unsung heroes of this series has to be Matt Martin. Because at least he's a guy that likes to get down and dirty and gets some of those good hits. He doesn't get dirty hits, but he gets good, hard, shoulder-to-shoulder like chest hits nothing dirty like we saw yesterday with the shot to the head if you recall that hit yesterday Ugh, but unfortunately you know like matt martin is just a solid gritty player that you like to have on your team and of course has uh, some kings connections so yes, you know yes how word for him okay we only have two series to talk about how can we possibly screw this up famous last words oh man (laughs) (laughs) all right the time has come prediction time ladies first where do you want to go first west or east let's go west and get it out of the way thank god okay because that's the only (laughs) one i have a team in a number four (laughs) so western conference it is vegas which we had right that was the only thing we had right and we have Dallas. Who do you have between the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars? And who do you hope will win between the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars? Or are they both the same? Uh, I mean, I wish they were both the same. I mean, if if I had my choice, I would much prefer to see the Stars win. Which is weird for me to say. Um, because I spent quite amount uh-huh. of time like not wanting nice things for the Stars. Uh-huh. Is, for is there, various is petty there reasons. one player in particular... <laughs> I mean, there is one, and his name rhymes with uh, Maury Larry, uh, <laughs> who I don't particularly need to see nice things happen to. But you know, whatever uh, it is, what it is. He was. An I'd rather see the stars win the, the series. <laughs> he was. 
and now he's not. But <laughs> I I think that unfortunately that that Vegas will win this series. I'm going to go with six games, and I hope that it's just pure chaos in all of them. I have this one going seven games. Ooh. I have it going the full seven. I think it might come down to a one-goal game. Vegas has a very, very deep team. One of those players that I just referred to on the Vegas Golden Knights that may or may not have had an illegal cheap headshot on Friday is Ryan Reeves. That was a little cheap. Vegas, yeah. Vegas tends to play a little bit dirty, but so does Dallas. Dallas has some very deep lines. They can go three deep on any given day. And they have who I think might be the surprise player of this year's playoffs. Well, one of them. Radulov has been nothing short of amazing for the Dallas Stars. And I hate to say that he's been kind of the unsung hero for the Stars. But he has. And I hate that he has. Ugh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh-huh. And that, like, yeah, go ahead. Like, and like with the stars, the thing that's been interesting is that like, it hasn't been Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, like getting, doing all the scoring. It has been depth players. It has been coming from the blue line. It has been these rookies. How like, about Garyanov? Uh, Garyanov yeah. and Kiviranta. Like, yeah. Like, it, and so like that, like if anything gives me hope for Dallas to be able to get past Vegas, it would be that, you know, in addition to all this depth scoring, Ben and Sagan, like finally figure out what, I don't know what's going on with them, why they're not scoring, but like if they figure out how to turn it on in this series, like we, it, it could, I, it could be very interesting. Yeah. So even though I've been stalling this whole time, I actually wrote down Vegas and seven. After all that. But I'm hoping that Guryanov will score the game-winning goal in Game 7. I'm hoping. That would be amazing. That would be. And then we could say, no, 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 we called it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We hedged enough bets on that, I think. Yeah, I, I think. Hint, hint. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I have Vegas on that one. Okay, there's another series. The New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm, I mean, Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I have New York. Ooh. And have them in six. Huh. For huh. the reasons that I stated earlier. New York, like you said, are kind of like the LA Kings of old. And look what happened to the LA Kings in 2012 and 2014. They won two Stanley Cups. They play a similar style. New York has the speed. They have the scoring capability. We saw that in full force tonight. They have some incredible lines. And I talked about Matt Martin in depth. Uh, Matty Barzal is still one of the key players for the New York Islanders, who I think is going to bust out with maybe four or five goals during this uh, series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay still, to me, has some question marks in general. But, man, I love watching the Islanders play. I love watching the line of uh, Maddie Anders, and Jordan Eberle, who is another unsung player for the Islanders. But, gosh, give give me that 
third line all day, the third and fourth lines. Give me JG Pajot. Give me Sezikis. Give me Derek Brassard. Give me Matt, more Matt Martin. I want to see more of him. Cal Clutterbuck. Yeah, let's see more of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you believe I have New York in six? I, I, I don't. Because this is now going to be the first time since I think the first round oh, that damn. we're disagreeing on one. Oh. Um, because I'm going to go with the lightning in seven. Oh. Because. <laughs> it's time. Because I, <laughs> I know we've been saying each round, like, this is the time the island or the, the lightning choke. This is it. This is it. And they've keep. They keep proving me wrong, and I, I was thinking, I talked about this a little bit on Locked on Kings last week, and was just thinking, like, they remind me a little bit of the Capitals, the year the Capitals won the Cup, because for years the Caps had been, like, you know, best team in the league, and then something would happen in the playoff. they choke, they come up against their nemesis, like, whatever, and, you know, they could never figure their way out of it. And I feel like the Lightning are kind of in that same place as the cup winning caps of like, you know, they they had an okay season, not a great season. Like they weren't the best team in the league. There's a lot of question marks about them, but they've just kind of been playing like, you know, we're here, like we're going to see what happens. And they, you know, they, they beat uh, the, 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 who are they? The Blue Jackets who swept them the other year. You know, they, they've been kind of constantly defying the expectations of all of us who think that they're going to choke. And it seems like they finally have figured out, figured out how to just adapt and how to play kind of a little carefree, probably because a lot of people had been sort of counting them out and thinking that they were the same lightning team that kept choking. So, I'm going to I'm going to go with the lightning, but like you almost convinced me, you almost convinced me to switch to to the Islanders because they do like they play so defense heavy, like they're so smothering, especially to teams that are like very offense focused, which is, you know, Philly struggled against them, obviously. So like I, I think that the lightning, it's not going to be easy because the lightning are very much offense heavy, but. I don't know. I, I think I think this might be the year that the the Lightning finally are just like screw it. We're just gonna play and see what happens, and then, <laughs> you know, magic. Uh, before we head off, which one do you think is going to be the more interesting series, the Western Conference Final or the Eastern Conference Final? Western. Western. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. That one's more intriguing, but I think they're both going to be interesting. And yes. if you want to see how we do, you can check out all the games on the NBC Sports Network, NBC Regular. Be sure to check that out. And let's plug our fellow podcasters on the network. If you want to hear from the Vegas Golden Knights side, check out Locked on Golden Knights. Uh, that is Danny Webster hosting. Let's see if he's pulling out some more hair after that one. <laughs> uh, and I will give one more plug to the Locked On Islanders, Gil Martin. Gil's excited. I love Gil. Gil's a good guy. I'm hoping the Islanders win for his sake because I want to I want to hear him introduce the show by saying you're Eastern Conference champion, New York Islanders. I think he deserves it. So you want to plug oh, yeah. the other two shows? Yeah. 
We've got Locked on Stars, uh, hosted by Josh Clark and Kenneth Nash. They're uh, newer hosts to the Locked on Network, but uh, doing a great job uh, covering the stars and amping up excitement about them. And then, of course, Locked on Lightning, hosted by Adam Denker. And if you didn't hear it, uh, go check out his interview with uh, Greg Wyshynski that he did uh, last week or so. You can hear it both on Locked on Lightning or on Locked on NHL. Adam's a fun guy. <laughs> he's a yeah. So we've got we've got hosts, we've got fun hosts covering all of the teams that are still playing in the playoffs and talking about hockey and not just you know sitting back and watching <laughs> other teams do the thing. Hey, we're having fun watching these. These have been fun to watch. We are, yeah. yeah. And we've gotten to talk about Corey Perry <laughs> more than you wish. Uh, anyway, don't. <laughs> That was mean. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, we got to end the show. That's been the third period. Uh, Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe to both of our shows. I host Locked on Anaheim Ducks. She hosts Locked on Anaheim Kings. If you loved it, listen to our shows. If you didn't like it, we're Locked on Sharks. (laughs) And we swear. Chomp, (laughs) chomp. And we swear a lot. That's my indirect plug for them, but also kind of a plug kind of anyway uh, yeah the content sharks. The con- yeah sharks so <laughs> make sure to rate comment and subscribe if you haven't already uh you can follow us on twitter you can follow me at stimpy jd and follow the show at lo underscore ducks uh sarah where can they find you on the socials and tell us about your wonderful newsletter i am on the twitters at right said sarah and then the show is on twitter at locked on la kings you can follow the locked on nhl show at locked on nhl pods uh we're doing a lot of work over there to help uh feature many of our other locked on hosts to uh introduce them to a larger network of listeners so go check that out thank uh, you follow along with everything in the league and you can find my newsletter it is the pinned tweet on my social media uh, but it's line to the throne.substack.com and it is free to sus- free to subscribe and you can uh, get some king's news and thoughts and feelings in your inboxes uh, whenever the mood so strikes me it, it's a good read folks you should check it out <laughs> Uh, Thank you once again, Sarah. And let's see who's right on that Eastern Conference series. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm very... The drama. The drama. The drama. All right. For Sarah Avampato and for myself, this has been Locked On SoCal Hockey, Locked On LA Kings, and Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Uh, For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, and that was Sarah Avampato saying have a great rest of the day. Be kind to one another. Keep practicing social distancing and enjoy the conference finals, everyone. Quack, 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 quack. Ducks fly together, everyone.